Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Crystal Crawford Show. I'm Crystal Crawford, I think. I'm pretty sure. We'll find out. We don't know what that means yet. <laughs> so I am fresh off of a five-day certified facilitators class in beautiful Noosa, Australia. And um, if you track my shows at all, I did last week's show from there. And this week I'm back in Georgia and I'm so just grateful to be home. Hi Sabrina, hi Oya, hi Bobby John. I titled this show something none of us can remember and so I just retitled it. Because <laughs> the topic that I'm looking at today is, um, is family but more relationships. Like how do you have ease with just anybody? I've had a, 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 just a number of really fun scenarios crop up in the last few weeks and conversations that I've gotten, to, gotten into with people. And I've also been really, really hooked on and watching um, this series on Netflix called When Calls the Heart. <laughs> and so this topic of relationships has, well, it's kind of always up in my world. I don't know about you, but I'm surrounded by people. So I always get to look at this. Hey, Yvonne. So I want to invite you to ask me any questions that you have about anything having to do with relationships, family, um, your partner, um, your siblings, your dog, probably your dog's easy. Uh, but any questions that you have, just go ahead and put them in the comments and I will definitely talk about them. But um, where, this, where this conversation came out of for me was a couple of scenarios that where I had to really navigate what I was choosing in the scenario instead of reacting, which is, you know, I think, I don't know about you, but I have a history of reacting in situations where people are coming at me with judgment or projection or expectation. The tendency of all of us is to, instead of putting our barriers down and just asking, hey, what is this? What can I do with it? Can I change it? And if so, how? We go into the reaction and the defense of ourselves, right? Hi, Jamie. And um, so, I've been really looking at this whole thing. I'm like, there's, there's all of these different elements that make relationships difficult and unmanageable in this reality. And a lot of them, I mean, I'm doing a class on this in, the, in this next weekend, so if this is a topic for you and you'd like some more freedom, I'm inviting you to that class. But what I was looking at was like, we get this soup of Pez Juniors, distractor implants, hopes and dreams, wishes, fantasies about how things should be, how we wish they would be, movies that we've seen about how Christmas should go, et cetera, et cetera. And then we bring all of that into our real life, real life, and none of it actually works the way that we think it should. And that's because that reality of thoughts and feelings and emotions and sex and no sex doesn't actually work. It's actually intended to distract you from the choices you have available. And, um, one of the major, major, major distractor implants, and thank you, Oya, I see that, is love. One of the major distractor implants is love. Love, sex, jealousy, and peace is a four little part triumvirate of 24 other <laughs> distractor implants that puts your attention on something you cannot handle. So I had a scenario, um, crop up this week where somebody messaged me and said, hey, listen, I haven't been, I haven't approached you with this. I haven't known how to approach you with this, but there's something that you said that really stuck me. And I was like, okay, cool. And so she ended up telling me that I had said this thing that 
that hit her the wrong way because she had already decided that you don't do that behind other people's backs. She decided what I said, what I meant by it, what I was actually doing with it, and decided and judged that it was wrong. And, um, and this is just one little minuscule thing, but one of the things that it got me looking at was not the awareness of kindness or the being of kindness, but the judgment of kindness and the judgment of love. And when you have a judgment, you have to compare and reference things against it. So if you have a judgment of what, hey, Cora, hey, Karen, Laura, Natalie, your name's all blended into one name. <laughs> Hi. When you have a judgment, you have to base every other thought you have against that judgment. So if you have a judgment of what love is, or if people are, if people love you, then they will be being a certain way with you, and then they aren't that way, you have to judge. If you have a judgment of kindness, you have, you have to judge to keep that judgment in place. That's actually how that works. If you have a judgment of love, you have a judgment of kindness, you have to judge to keep that judgment in place. So if you have a judgment of kindness means that this and this and this happens and this and this and this doesn't. And so when this and this happens, that means that person is not kind. You can't have your awareness. You don't have actual choice. You are in this reality. You're in the judgment of this reality. If you guys wanna see a postcard version of this reality when it comes to relationships, go watch the Netflix series, When Calls the Heart. That is postcard for distractor implants in motion. And the thing is that distractor implants are made to look really romantic. Like, I can't get my eyes off this show. There's four seasons of this show. It's really romantic. <laughs> and watching it has given me such awareness of how I was raised to function as a person. I was raised with all these things. You know, they're having kindness week, right? Kindness week at this school is when the kids do nice things for each other. And at one part of the episode, there was two kids. And if you were, if you were really kind, you got a bigger part in the play. But if you were only sort of kind, you got a smaller part in the play. And it shows this conversation between these two kids that are like, well, I didn't get a bigger part in the play. Maybe what I did wasn't as great as what you did. I'm like, where the fuck did this system come from? It has nothing to do with what's actually true or where you're actually functioning from. You can be functioning from the judgment of kindness just as easily as you can be functioning from a being of kindness and do the same thing, but the energy will be completely different. When you're being kind, the ultimate kindness is no point of view. The ultimate unkindness is judgment. And, and, and what we do is we like mask, mask for ourselves where we're functioning from. So we can't even see it. But, the, but here's how you know you're, where you're functioning from. If you're, you're not functioning from interesting point of view if you're having any difficulty in your life. <laughs> There's some good clothes. If you're having any difficulty in any of your relationships or any other place in your life, you're functioning from something that's not true. You're functioning from a lie. Love is a lie. Gratitude is being. Actual kindness is being, but what's showing up in your life? Where are you functioning from? What's creating the difficulties? So you guys, a few of you actually put something in the chat here. So let me look at these scenarios and see how we can go with this conversation. So Oya, although I don't know if I can see, it has see more, but when I click on see more, I can't actually see more. So I can't, I can only see about two lines of your comments, you guys. So Oya said, I wonder how I could handle people who are interfering your space. I have hard times to manage these. Okay. 
So, so what you guys put in the comments here are some of the various scenarios that we deal with when it comes to people, right? We have, there's infinite scenarios when it comes to people. And so I kept taking individual scenarios like, well, this person and that person and this and that and this and trying to handle that individual scenario. And I will give you some tools for individual scenarios. But the thing that you want to start to look at, if you would like relationships to be easier as a whole, you want to start to look at where you're functioning from with all of it. If you're functioning from projections and expectations, you're going to create in your life more projections and expectations. If you're functioning from distractor implant of love and the distractor implant of sex and the distractor, that's where, that's where you're going to create from. So more of that's going to show up in your life. Um, again, you'll know if you're having difficulty. Difficulty is, you can only have difficulty if you're functioning from something that isn't true. So I wonder how I can handle people who are interfering in my space. Well, the thing that I ask myself is like, as an infinite being, if I'm being an infinite being, infinite space, all the way out, can anybody actually interfere in my space? No, I'm space. So am I actually being an infinite being? Or am I being a finite being? And what would change if I simply expanded all the way out as far as I could go? And the way you do that is you just tap into the space beyond your body and you expand it and keep going until you can find an edge. If you can't find an edge, then just keep going. That's the space of you. Can, it, can an infinite being actually ever be interfered with? No. So what is it that I'm projecting and expecting people to do that they're not doing, that I'm then using to separate, judge, and reject them and me, and everything that is, right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all night, shorts, boys, and beyonds? How can I have my barriers down with my noisy neighbor after asking them twice nicely to keep their... I can't see more, you guys. How can I have my barriers down with noisy neighbors? Well, do you have any projections and expectations of what your neighbors should be? Number one, if you do, pock and pod those. And if you don't know what pock and pod is, go to theclearingstatement.com. <laughs> pock and pod your projections and expectations. And also, you did say you asked them nicely. Is nice what's required? So how many of you guys are trying to be nice with your family? How many of you guys are trying to be nice with your spouse? How many of you guys are trying to be nice with other people? That sounds like the thing you should do. If you go watch the Netflix series, When Calls the Heart, you're gonna see nice. Guess what they're doing behind their teeth, energetically? Judging the shit out of each other. Nice is a judgment. Actual kindness and presence is being. So, when nice isn't creating what you'd like to have, what energy would you have to be to have what you'd like to have? Somebody somewhere told us we had to be nice to get what we want. That's a conclusion. That's not actually a question. It's not a choice. It's something we box ourselves into because we've decided we have to be this nice person. You're not nice. You're an infinite being. And, but if you function from nice, you're going to limit the choices you have available to you. Nice doesn't always create what you'd like to have. Sometimes I have to be a potent bitch to get what I want. Sometimes potency is required. But potency can be very quiet, potency can be loud, potency can be angry, potency can show up in all these different ways. But potency comes from being willing to be, know, perceive, and receive everything with total ease. And I keep trying to get out of the sun, but it's not really working that well. Let me come over here. Oh, it's so much better! Sort of. Okay? So that's the question of what energy can I be to create what I'd like to have with total ease? And what am I refusing to be that I truly could be that if I would choose to be it would create total ease and clarity. 
What am I refusing to be that I truly could choose to be that if I would be it would create total ease, okay? When the guy wants space and says he needs time to get his head straight, you've given them a chance. I can't read the rest of that, Sabrina. I need two lines. What's your question in two lines? Who else has a question for me? Okay, cool. So, so uh, this, this entire relationship conversation and, and heading into the holidays where a lot of us are either choosing to go do our own thing or we're choosing to go be around more people than we would normally choose to be around. Um, what I'm asking myself is what would I like to choose to be? What would I like to choose to be with this? Now, you know, I, it's every situation you have to be willing to be present. If you're not willing to be present, and, and this is a practice, presence is a practice, it's a practice of choosing. Hi Camilla, hi Julia. Um, then you can't be aware of what's going on. Uh, one of the things that I became aware of really early with my family was like, we like to do a lot of feelings and a lot of judgment. Now I had a really, really good conversation with a lady that struggles a lot right now with, um, with feelings. And feelings is a huge conversation and it's, and it's an inflammatory conversation because I remember uh, there was, when I was dating a couple of years ago, I actually started dating a few guys that were really into feelings. In fact, feelings was now the right way to be. Gone from no feelings to feelings, but feelings and no feelings are the flip side of the same coin and anybody who's doing feelings or no feelings is doing control. Anybody who's doing feelings or no feelings is just doing control. Feelings aren't real either. They're just a creation. But when you've been functioning from thoughts and feelings and emotions and sex and no sex, which are the elements of this reality forever, it doesn't feel that way. And so you buy the feeling as real. And so what happens when we get around all these people is we, we go to feelings. We don't even know we're choosing it. We're unconsciously choosing feelings. It feels like an automatic reaction. It feels like this person's being mean. It feels... But what we're doing is something has occurred outside of us. We aren't willing to be aware of what's occurred and we're choosing something that's trying to get control of the situation again. Hurt is one of the best ways to get control. And so this is the way my family functioned. We functioned on feelings, you know? And so the thing about feelings is you can't handle them. But there was an attempt to handle them. And in my family that went like, well, Feel your feelings, first of all, don't shut them down. They're valuable, feel them. Ask for, tell the truth, which is arbitrary. The truth is always from your point of view. Ask for your needs to be met. Needs are an invention. And I think, I think the last part was like, can't ask, can you do this, right? So basically, tell the other person what they did to you, hi. Tell them what they need to do to change what they did to you and justify it with, I need this and I feel this way. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And that's what I look at with everything, whether it's business or relationships or family or whatever, it just doesn't work. It's all based on judgment and it's all based on control. So when you're looking at creating a reality beyond this reality, not all of you are looking at that, but if you did, would your relationships show up different? What is a beyond this reality choice here was one of the questions I started asking myself in one of the, my most recent relationships. Like, what's a beyond this reality choice here? I'd looked at this reality choices. There, this reality choices were sharing and communicating as if, 
as if that was going to create anything. And every once in a while, there needs to be a conversation with information exchange, right? And, and, and that conversation starts this communion of energies, and that's really, really cool. But when there's a conversation that goes like, I need to tell you my truth, and will you explain yourself? There's no barriers down. There's no actual receiving. There's, no, there's nothing that can actually occur there because there's no question and no curiosity and no letting somebody else into your world. So in your relationships, are you, are you actually letting people in? Are you putting up walls or are you putting up walls everywhere? Have you decided somewhere that just receiving everybody exactly as they are is wrong somehow, is gonna damage you somehow, is going to jeopardize your safety? What have you decided about barriers down? What have you decided about just receiving everyone? At the end of the day, everybody's functioning from wherever they're functioning from. Like a, my family functions from where they function from. We create completely and totally different lives. We are in completely and totally different paths. And that can either mean that I don't hang out with them or become a reason to separate from them, or it can just be interesting. And so what would you like to create with the people in your life? Do you, do you want to keep engaging in this like um, dance of the impossible? The dance of thoughts and feelings and emotions and sex and no sex is the dance of the impossible. It can go nowhere. It can create a really, really great series on Netflix. It'll create great novels. It'll create great fodder for songs and movies and things that you can cry to. It won't create a life that works. And this is where you have to start looking at what you're creating, if you want. That's what I started looking at. I'm like, okay, I keep doing these things as if one day they're gonna work. Instead of really demanding of myself that I really choose interesting point of view in all the things. And so what am I demanding? Am I demanding anything of myself? Am I expecting that I'm gonna keep doing the same thing. And, and one day when I find the right person, it was not my family and it's not this partner and it's not that partner, but someday there's gonna be a person that I can do this thing with and it's actually gonna work, right? Or am I gonna to start to choose something really different in here? Am I gonna to start to be something really different in here? And what are the tools that I can use to be that? That change will start with the demand of you. What does actually allow relationships to work, whether they've got drug issues or they've got eating issues or they've got whatever issues they've got. People have all kinds of shit that they choose. You know, I've got all kinds of friends and family that choose all, all kinds of things, right? So who cares? Okay, so they're choosing drugs, they're choosing insanity, they're choosing judgment, they're choosing, um, they're choosing what they're choosing, whatever, right? What am I choosing? Why is it my job to handle their insanity? What am I? choosing to be? Am I choosing to get engaged with their insanity so that I can be insane too? Well, that, that's, I mean, that's interesting. It's entertaining. It may, makes for a good reality show. Is it working for me? Is it creating the peace and the ease that I say that I want? Is it creating more money in my life? Is it creating more? Is it creating more? Or, you know, is it just keep, keeping me busy? Da, 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 da. I'm in the dance of the impossible here, right? Like in the hopes and dreams and prayers that someday this insanity will work. I don't know about you guys, but like when it came to money, I had to take this same conversation and apply it to money. I'm like, I keep doing the same things with money. I keep waking up in the morning and worrying and going into need and going into lack and going into stress as if 
that is going to create more money in my life. I'm actually using it as if that's going to work. And I keep hearing that that doesn't work, but I keep choosing it. So the morning that I woke up and went, I have to change that. How do I do that? Oh, Gary tells us to go through the how to become money workbook a hundred times. Have I ever actually done that? No, fuck, fine. I don't even know that that's going to work. That seems like a total diversion from the worry and the stress. If I leave the worry and the stress, is that actually going to change anything? Uh, <laughs> so I had to like diverge from my trodden path of worry and stress and need to this path over here that somebody told me is going to get me where I want to go, but I don't have any proof or experience of that yet, right? Guess what? It created a totally different reality for me financially and keeps creating for me. So are you using your past reference points to try to create a future? Are you using your past reference points with your family to try to create a different future with them? Are you willing or is it time to look at some new choices for you? What new choices would you have, new demands would you have to make of you to create that? The only thing that creates a different possibility in anything are the choices you make. And you make your choices in all the moments, all the moments in every moment with all the people. And you can go after and try to ferret out your limitations so that the relationships get easier, but is that really the way? Or is there the choice for a different reality that will actually create it faster? See, you, you seek and you'll find. So if you seek your limitations, you'll find all kinds of limitations. You'll find other people's limitations that you thought were yours. You'll find limitations all day long, 24-7. <laughs> if you seek and ask for and choose a different reality, that's what will show up. Because you're not only a seeker, you're a finder. And that's how powerful you actually are. So what are you seeking and asking for and choosing when it comes to the people in your life? Are you going to keep banging your head up against the wall? Surely if we have this kind of conversation or if, if we do it this way or what can I be that's different here? What can I, because the coolest thing about a point of view, well, one, it just creates your reality. But two, a point of view is like a tug of war. I love this example. I got this from Stephanie, right? It's a tug of war. So if I have a point of view on the other side of the rope, somebody else has a point of view, you're pulling on the rope, everybody's locked down and, and tied to the rope. But the moment that I go, oh, interesting point of view, nothing can actually stay in place, right? The moment that I choose something different and I just walk away from the rope and I go start creating something else, not walk away from my family, not walk away from people, I just walk away from the point of view. I don't need to be right about it. I don't need to buy it, you know, so you're judging me. Okay, so you're judging me. Well, that's interesting. That, that changes maybe what I want to choose with you. You know, I might not want a very, very close relationship with you if that's what you choose to do is judge me. Uh, but it doesn't, I mean, that's it. So you're judging me. Okay, cool. What would I like to choose? So how much have you linked what other people are choosing to what you can choose? How much are you in the dance of insanity with the other people? And the, the thing that changes that is being something different, is being interesting point of view. And it's being the demand for you, not for them. The tools aren't for them. They're for you. So that you can be a different reality in and amongst everybody else and just have ease. 
you get to have ease and peace and joy if that's what you choose with anybody. But that's got to be a choice that you make. And then you get to actually ask how that can show up in your world. Because I don't know how that shows up in your world. That's going to show up for you totally different the way it just shows up for me. But as I'm walking into, you know, a scenario with other people, especially other people with whom I have a lot of history, I'm looking at that. I'm like, huh, I wonder what it would take to just have total joy with all the things. I wonder what it would take to receive everything with ease. Like, I wonder what it would take to not resist and react to anything that goes on and to just receive it all as like, oh my God, this is fascinating, as if I was watching a show on Netflix, right? Because that's really what this reality is, is it's one big fucking reality show. <laughs> it's just we make it mean something. You know, if it's my mom saying it, it means something. If it's my sister saying it, it means something about me. All of a sudden we buy it as real and true because who that person is in our life and what we've made them mean to us. That's made up. You made that up. You made that up, you bought it, you took it home, you made it a part of your life, you're creating from it. It's not true. It's just you made it real, and that's what we do. We make fucking people mean something. And do we care about them? Of course. I care about so many people. I care about all the people. I care about consciousness. I care about, oh, I care about creation. I care. That's who I am. What are you? that has nothing to do with what anybody means to you. I care, and if you wanna be in my world, you can be. You're included in that. If you wanna judge and separate and reject, you can do that too. I will still be here, right here being, when you get done with that or you're never done with that or you use that to do whatever you're gonna do with that, I'm here. But that's the choice I'm making. It's not the choice I've always made, it's a new choice. But I started to look at what I wanted to create, what I wanted to be with my family, with the world, with me, really with me. I realized I kept abandoning me, you know? Every time you project and expect, every time you buy somebody else's judgment about you, you abandon you. You go, oh yeah, you must be right about me. What? That's not a question, that's a conclusion. You bought into their reality, made it yours. Their reality has nothing to do with yours, even if you said the thing that they said you said. They're, they're experiencing it, receiving it from their point of view. Still nothing to do with you, it's not personal. Nothing of what anybody else does in your world is personal to you, guys, you are not that important. They just use you and what you say and do as a reason and justification to have a problem. You're convenient. And you're willing to be you and you're weird. So really convenient. And you make yourself wrong. So super convenient because you already got judgment in your world that they can hook onto. So there you go. Bam. <laughs> All of a sudden we're in a wrongness party. How does it get better than that? So that's the expose on the topic. Now the tools are what would you like to choose that would create something different? Yeah, they project. Who cares? People project. Where have we made people's projections more real than what's true about us? Where do you make people's projections about you more relevant, more real than what's true about you? Are their projections true? Yes or no? No. Okay, fine. I'd buy them for what reason? 
This is where we go back to the 10 keys to total freedom. The 10 keys to total freedom. The 10 keys to total freedom. Nobody ever reads that book. It is a life-changing book. That's why we don't read it, because we'd have too much ease, joy, and glory. An infinite being would choose to buy their projections as real for what reason? I had to start looking at that. I'm like, well, I had reasons in my head. Like, I, I mean, I could tell you all my reasons. Well, because, in fact, Stephanie and I were talking last night about a situation where I had bought dynamically what this person had projected. Three years later, I was still stuck by her projections of me. She'd found energetically the one thing that I judged about myself so dynamically and still three years later it was still sticking me. And I was using it to squash everything. That's the moment I had to look at. I would choose that for what reason? Am I actually gonna let her projection of me stop me from creating? Is that, what I'm, is that where I wanna live? <laughs> is it? I mean, and at the moment it was like, well, yeah, I do wanna live there. I was like, okay, cool. Well, now we know, at least I can see it now. And that's the coolest thing about awareness when you see what you're doing is the, the gift of awareness is the awareness of a limitation. Then you can choose something else. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, cool. I am living there, so that serves me. But now that I see it, is that where I wanna live? I'm like, no, that's, I'm, so she projected this, this, and this. Is it actually true? No. Am I willing to know what's true about me and for me, whether anybody else sees it or not? You guys, nobody can see you. Your family can't see you. I can't see you. You can't actually, you are not validatable. <laughs> you're not validatable. You're not, you're so different. Nobody can actually see you. So what are you waiting for? For somebody to project that you're great so that you can be great? Nobody's gonna do that for you. You may, if you ask for it, what would it take to ask for people that actually do just acknowledge the greatness of you? But are you asking for that or are you busy resisting and defending against the people that will never acknowledge that about you because you won't? So I could clearly talk about this for 10 hours and that's why I'm doing a three call series that you're invited to. There will be a link. Um, what I'd invite you to look at if you don't come on the series is what would I like to use people to create for me? People are gonna be people. How can I use them to create more for me? What would I like to choose to be? What would it be like to be interesting point of view? How could I use that tool around all the people? What would it be like to be no form, no structure, no significance? What would it be like to receive everything here with no point of view? Thank you, Jamie. And you can play with barriers down. And literally all you do is you just ask barriers down, barriers down, barriers down, barriers down, barriers down. And as soon as you feel them go up, one, you can ask, well, who does that belong to? Is that, are those my barriers or someone else's? And then you can also just push them down again. And that's one of the ways that you can play with receiving. Um, but every single thing that comes out of anybody's mouth can be an opportunity to practice and choose interesting point of view if you'd like. And the other question that has really contributed to me with people is, am I making this real? Am I making this real? Did I just make the judgment of me real? And most of the time when it's sticking, when it's sticking me, I've made it real. When it's sticking me, I've done something to buy it. It's matched a point of view in my world. 
So I just pock and pot everywhere I made it real. And I pock and pot all the conclusions that I have holding any and all of it in place. All the conclusions I have in my world that hold any and all of this in place. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. So I'm going to shut up. I am so grateful for you. If you got anything out of this, I'd be really grateful if you'd share it so other people can find these tools and have more ease. And if you'd like to join me on the three call series, I'll make sure that you get a link. Um, what would it take to create a reality beyond this reality with relationships and with family with total ease? Bye. <laughs>